here's a story from The World. It's been almost four months since George Floyd was killed in police custody. The reckoning that his death sparked in this country, not to mention other parts of the world, continues to evolve, particularly around historical injustices and inequalities. What to do with the statues in honor of Confederate leaders, for example. But there's also a clash here in North America around one word that many people don't even realize is a racial slur. The world's Rupa Shinoy reports. When white settlers first stumbled into a valley in California's Sierra Mountains, they met a group of Native American women, the settlers called squaws, and so they named it Squaw Valley. The eighth Winter Olympics ends at Squaw Valley with a blaze of action and drama. Roughly a hundred years later, the world gathered in the same spot for the 1960 Winter Olympics. Squaw Valley was transformed into an elegant ski resort that, afterward, attracted generations of families. Our guests, their grandparents skied here. Their grandparents took their parents to learn to ski here. Those parents brought their kids here to learn to ski. Squaw Valley Alpine Meadows CEO Ron Cohen says some people are attached to the resort's name because it's connected to so many family memories. But after the murder of George Floyd this summer, he says he couldn't ignore the emails he got from people offended by the name. They told him that the word squaw is a sexual slur that demeans and dehumanizes indigenous women. Cohen says that's what led to a decision announced last month to change the resort's name. We're probably the most famous, most well-known place with that name. I think it's entirely understandable that our announcement would kick off discussions elsewhere that are still having a debate about whether to do it. More often than not, it's indigenous women leading the fight to rid the word squaw from public places. One of them is Jude Daniels from Alberta, Canada, who is Métis. She lives at the base of a mountain peak that white explorers named Squaw's Tit. I saw that peak every single day for the last 15 years. (laughs) And even though I have, with one exception, been treated with respect, I know that the odiously named peak is part of the systemic discrimination that is one of the root causes of the huge rates of violence against Indigenous women across Canada. Last year, a Canadian government report found that failures by law enforcement have led to systemic violence against Indigenous women and girls. They are three to five times more likely than other women to be victims of violence. Jude Daniels first learned the harm of the word squaw when she was a child in school. Kids would say things to me like, uh, dirty squaw. In 2000, Canada's British Columbia province eliminated the use of the word squaw from all its place names after receiving requests from local Indigenous leaders. But that's not the case in neighboring Alberta. So it happened right next door. And here we are in Alberta, and we still have two place names with the word squaw in it. Daniels has waged a years-long campaign to change the name of the mountain peak with the help of pro bono attorneys. Their fight got a sudden boost this summer after George Floyd's death. In Canada and the rest of the world, really, the death of George Floyd earlier this year has really sparked an extensive and very important dialogue about racial inequality. Daniel says now the local community is overwhelmingly supportive of getting rid of the name of the mountain peak. It's just a matter of choosing another one. Other communities have put up more resistance, as Mandy Steele found. She's a borough council member in Fox Chapel, an affluent suburb in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She learned what Squaw meant this summer at a Black Lives Matter rally in a park. 
the park happened to be called Squaw Valley Park. And at that rally, a Native American woman spoke. The woman talked about what the word squaw means and why it should be changed. She turned out to be one of Steele's constituents. Steele put forward a motion to eliminate all the uses of squaw in names in the borough. And council instead decided to put the task of determining whether or not the word is a slur to a committee of residents in a community that's largely white and privileged. At that council meeting on Zoom, the woman Steele heard speak at the Black Lives Matter rally in the park, Michelle Leonard, gave public comment. She's an enrolled member of the Shinnecock Nation of Southampton in Long Island, New York. I don't think you understand just how painful this has been listening to all of you speak. Leonard reminded them that she has lived on a street named Squaw Run Road for 30 years. I am the Native American woman with her return address with that horrible word. I had to get a post office box so that I would not use that address for some of the Indian member organizations that I belong to. Leonard is on the committee that will decide whether the word warrants being removed. She says she'll argue that while the early white settlers might not have known they were using a slur, people should recognize that now and take action. For The World, I'm Rupa Shanoi. 